Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am your host, Jackie Lindahl. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really hoping that I can get this podcast recorded in one shot. Full disclosure, I currently have my baby on the ground next to me in her little bouncy seat, and I'm really hoping that I can get this recorded. She is napping currently, but she might not be the whole time. So quick life update time, because, you know, that's just what I do on here. Um, It's been a hot minute since I have released a podcast episode, just we've been busy. And I've been adjusting to new life with two kids and trying to work and everything. And yeah, so we're getting settled into a routine. My husband took some time off from work to help us adjust. Um, He took six weeks off, which was really great. And it got us a lot of family time a lot of bonding time. Uh, he got a lot of projects done and stuff, and it was great to have that extra help, especially like first thing in the morning, getting our eldest to daycare because she's still been going to daycare. Um, and also just getting into like life and routine and stuff and not having to worry about, you know, the newborn baby sleep deprivation, uh, because not as much because I also had another person with me to help me throughout the day, just with the baby and stuff, if I needed to nap or whatever. Anyway, so it was really great. The big disadvantage was we were so far removed from our regular routine here. It is not even funny. And I am very much a routine oriented person. I thrive on routine on like a daily schedule, all that kind of stuff. And when my husband is home, uh, especially like he was, it throws the routine off because I get into my routine and things that I do on a daily basis. But of course he's here doing other things. I have a harder time working when he's home, um, and stuff. And like, yeah. So anyways, uh, the whole routine and everything like that for me was really thrown off over the last six weeks. Uh, so I am now using this time to get myself back into a routine, get myself back into work, get my ba- myself back into creating content more regularly because I haven't been creating like social media content, podcast content, YouTube content, like at all, because I've just been out of work mode. And yeah. So anyways, it was kind of like a nice break, but I am ready to get back into it as far as work and creating content and everything like that. So yeah. So here we are. So yeah, as far as other things, um, you know, our little baby girl is doing fantastic. She is growing like a bad weed. Um, she's already over 11 pounds now. Uh, she was last week at her most recent checkup and yeah, she's doing really good. Sleep has been uh, what I would expect. Um, you know, at this point we get some really good stretches some nights and some nights not as much. So we've just been 
when it comes to sleep, I'm just trying to do the best I can as far as creating a routine and stuff, but also knowing like when they're this young, there's not really a whole lot that you can do about sleep. They just kind of eat, sleep, poop, eat, sleep, poop. And she's getting to the point where she'll play a little bit and she's a little bit more awake for longer periods and stuff, especially throughout the day, uh, which is kind of nice because then we're getting like her first smiles and she plays a little bit in that like she you know we can put her on like her little play mat and she gets excited to see her sister and smiling and that kind of thing um but then of course it never really lasts long because then shortly afterwards she kind of has to go right back to sleep but yeah so we are doing good i am excited to get back into a routine and back into life i started doing my workouts again, which have been great. So I started my workouts last week and it felt really good just doing like two to three days a week right now and trying to get in lots of walks. I've been doing a lot of yard work and gardening and stuff still. So that's been keeping me active and I've been trying to make more of a point to go for walks when I can, when it hasn't been, you know, crazy hot last week, uh, and the week prior, we had a lot of hot weather, which I am not a hot weather person. I am a fair weather girl. I am a Canadian person through and through when it's like above 25 degrees, I am miserable unless I'm literally sitting in the lake or something like that. <laughs> so I am a fair weather person and I don't do walks when it's super hot, especially with the baby, because usually I have to take the baby with me in the carrier or whatever. So when I can, I've been doing activity in either like early mornings or something like that, just to get myself moving or later at night when I'm doing gardening, gardening after it's cooled off. But yeah, so this week has actually been a lot more fair weather, um, kind of the ideal weather that I like, but it's been rainy. So I've been getting in my walks where I can, but definitely keeping myself more active. It has been feeling so good to get back into my workouts. I have been, I never realized how much I missed it and how much I crave my workouts and stuff until I started doing them again. So I'm right now in like that peak, just started back in it, super motivated, super excited about it. Um, I know like that my clients go through when they first start doing their workouts and their program that I give them, they get super excited and they're like crushing their workouts and stuff. That's where I am right now. Like feeling good. I get excited for my workouts and all that stuff. I know that this feeling isn't going to last for forever. It never does. Um, it will, it's a temporary feeling that temporary high, that temporary motivation that gets you super excited and gets you going. Um, but I'm just taking it because I'm feeling excited about my workouts and stuff. So I'm just going to take it and just let myself feel excited about it for now, knowing that eventually this motivation is going to wear off. And then I really have to like dig deep into keeping going. But right now I'm loving the high. I'm loving the feeling. I felt I did my first workout last week and I did honestly like four or five exercises, nothing crazy. It was what I felt like was a pretty casual low intensity workout, but because I haven't worked out in so long, I stopped working out at about 36, 37 weeks pregnant. So it's been, you know, two months at least, if not longer since I worked out and yeah, I was so sore the day after my first workout, not even the day after it was like in the evening after. So it was like, I worked out at like noon on Tuesday. I'm not sure exactly what day it was, but it was like noon on Tuesday. I did a workout and it wasn't until like the evening on Wednesday that I started to feel sore. And then by the time Thursday came around, I was like, holy shit, my legs were so sore, but I just kept myself moving. Honestly, the best thing that you can do if you're feeling super sore 
This is just like an aside, actually just to get yourself moving. So go for a walk, do something to get yourself moving. It gets the blood flowing, gets your muscles flowing, and it helps get that, you know, just that soreness a little bit better. Anyways, for today's topic, I wanted to get into today's topic. That was my life update. So today's topic, I'm actually, it took me a little bit to kind of think about a topic. So this is the thing when I'm not doing podcasts as much as I usually do, it's harder for me to come up with topics to talk about. So anyways, this one kind of hit me and I thought that it was a good thing to talk about. So today I want to talk about the scale and weighing yourself and everything around it. Um, there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of changing opinions when it comes to the scale with kind of this, uh, shift in the fitness industry of the anti-diet culture movement and stuff. And the scale has been uber demonized over the last little while. Um, some of it being for good reason and some of it going, I feel a little bit too far. So I'm going to talk about it and we're going to go kind of deep into it and a lot of nuance, discuss a lot of the nuances and things like that, that are surrounding the scale, because it's not just a black and white topic. I feel it's very gray and there's a lot of gray areas for people and what, we, what approach works for one person when it comes to the scale may not work for everybody. So let's get into it. Okay. So first things first, let's just talk about the scale and your weight and what those things even mean. And yeah. So what does the scale do? The scale tells you your weight or your weight is just your body's gravitational pull to the earth in a unit of measurement, which is usually in pounds or kilograms. What your scale doesn't tell you is your worth as a person doesn't tell you anything other than just your weight. So whether you're 120 pounds or you're 600 pounds, you're still worthy as a person, regardless of what that number says. Nothing about that changes. The scale doesn't tell you how awesome of a person you are, how funny you are. It doesn't tell you anything about how good you are at your job, how awesome of a friend you are, how your butt looks in your clothes. It doesn't tell you how strong you are. It doesn't measure your consistency or your relationship with food or your relationship with yourself. All it does is just tell you a single number that is your gravitational pull to the earth. That's all it does. But as a, as a society, and especially as women, we hold this number up on a pedestal for some odd reason. And we feel like it shows us our worth and who we are as a person, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And it's something that needs to be broken and taken away from. And that's what I feel like is the positive movement that the anti-diet culture movement is going towards is that the number on the scale doesn't matter to who you are as a person. It doesn't change your worthiness. It doesn't change the fact that you still need food and you're allowed to feel yourself and you're allowed to eat whatever foods that you want. And it doesn't tell you that you need to go exercise just because it is a certain number. It should just be that you want to exercise to look after your health and your body, not because you want that number on the scale to change. And that's where, as, like I said, as a society, and especially as women, we hold this number on such a pedestal that it literally dictates our mood and our emotions and it can make or break your day. Like I know some women where literally getting on the scale can ruin their entire fucking day. That little like three seconds that it takes to get on the scale, look at a number and get off the scale literally can ruin someone's day. 
And I feel like that's ridiculous that the, this number on the scale should not have that power over us that it does. And that is what needs to be broken and needs to be changed. And we get this idea in our minds that the scale just tells us the whole picture, but it doesn't. The scale only tells you a number. It doesn't tell you anything else about your health or fitness level or journey or anything like that. It doesn't tell you about your consistency. It doesn't tell you what you've been eating. It doesn't tell you how strong you've gotten, how much better you've been with your relationship with food and your body. It doesn't tell you that you just hit a new deadlift PR last week. It doesn't tell you that you found some awesome new recipes online and you've been just crushing your fiber and protein intake. And it doesn't tell you your cholesterol numbers have improved. It doesn't tell you how awesome your blood pressure is or isn't. All it does is just give you one value. So it's one tool, one single tool out of what should be an entire toolbox. But the problem is, is we use the scale as the one and only tool to make or break or measure our success in our fitness journeys. So we are putting too much emphasis on what is supposed to be a single tool in an entire thing of toolboxes. It's like going to go build a house and only showing up with just a hammer. Like a hammer is great. That's awesome. It can nail some shit together, but it doesn't measure. It doesn't level. It doesn't do, I don't really know what building a house entails. Let's be honest here, but you get what I'm saying. It's one tool. It's only one tool out of what should be an entire arsenal of tools. And that's the problem that I have with the scale is that we put too much fucking value on it to the point where we are scared of it. There's so much value on this number that we are terrified of it and we let it ruin our day, weeks, months, years. And I know some women who battle with their relationship with the scale and they battle with those stupid fucking numbers so much that they don't see anything else that they're progressing in or working on or anything. And that to me is the biggest problem of the scale is it's too much value and too much emphasis is put on it that it ruins us and wrecks our relationship with food, exercise, everything else. Because we were told that women should only weigh a certain amount, that it should only be a certain number. And and the number that you were at in fucking high school or whatever is the number that you should be at for the rest of your life. And that should just never change. And if you have a baby, you just go straight back to that number or whatever, but that's not true. That's not how it works. And that number is going to change throughout your life. And that's okay because so is your life and your body and all these things that that number, it's okay that it changes. It's not the end of the fucking world, but you also don't need to be 120 pounds. If your body is not meant to be 120 pounds, I myself am never going to be 120 pounds probably ever again. I think I was 120 pounds when I was 11. Okay. That was 20 fucking years ago. I'm not going to be, I was a prepubescent teen, like preteen. I'm not going to be that number ever again. And I never have been, I'm not going to be 120 pounds, but for some odd reason, women think that we have to be 120 fucking pounds when I know like four women who are legitimately supposed to be at that weight. So that's a problem that I have with the scale is that we just put too much emotion and wasted energy into that number. However, though, to bring in to this discussion a little bit more nuance, the number, the scale itself isn't the enemy. It's the emotional attachment that we have to it. So if you can remove yourself from the emotions, 
the scale takes no power anymore. So if you can remove the emotions from the scale and just see it as one tool in an arsenal of tools throughout your journey, it removes the emotion from the scale and you have a much more logical and objective uh, view of it every time you weigh yourself. And that is the point where I've gotten to. And I try to get my clients to is that the scale shouldn't hold emotion, negative or positive. It is a number. Just like when you take your blood pressure, you shouldn't have an emotional reaction to it. You should take it as data. And that is something that I feel like the anti-diet culture movement has, um, I feel like it's almost in some ways perpetuated the fear of the scale and they go with the scale is bad. The scale is bad. The scale is bad. And I understand what they're trying to say, but at the same time, I feel like instead of saying the scale is bad, the scale is bad, the scale is bad. We should say the scale has no value to your worth. So there's no point in being afraid of it. Just like when you go get your blood pressure taken, I would hope that you take it as a data point that it doesn't ruin your day, but you take it as a, okay, this is what it's at. Good to know. And then you can move on with your day. Maybe you need to do something with your blood pressure. Maybe you don't, but if you never took your blood pressure, how would you know? Right. And I'm not necessarily saying it's the exact same situation with the scale, but what I'm saying is, is it is a tool that you would use. And so is the scale. When it comes to the scale and weighing yourself and stuff, you do need to be very aware on how it makes you feel. If you can be the type of person that can look at it very from a logical point of view and just take the number and be like, okay, and you just take it as a data point, one data point, and just move on, then there's nothing wrong with weighing yourself. However, though, if you're the type of person that weighing yourself ruins your fucking day, ruins your life, or maybe you've had an eating disorder in the past or something like that, then it might not be the best idea to weigh yourself. And again, there's even more nuances to that. With the new anti-diet culture movement, they have gone, I've seen people go so far as to say you should never weigh yourself. You should never weigh yourself, never weigh yourself, never weigh yourself. And again, a little bit of nuance to that should be more so about you can weigh yourself as long as there's no emotional attachment to it. And I had a conversation with one of my clients recently, and she said, it was a client that just actually recently started working with me. And she said, oh, I know it's bad, but I weigh myself every day. And I said to her, why is it bad? Why do you think it's bad? And she said, well, I know you just, they say that you shouldn't weigh yourself every day because it's just, it's too obsessive. And I said to her, well, how does it make you feel when you weigh in? Like when you step on the scale in the morning, how does it make you feel? And she said, well, some days it's not great. Some days I don't love seeing the number, but I find that I just weigh myself to kind of just get an idea of where I'm at and if I'm making any progress. And I said, okay, do you have an emotional reaction when it goes up? And she said, not usually. I try to just keep in mind that it's just one day and it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, when the scale goes up a little bit, that it's going to stay that way. I said, you know what? That's actually a very logical way of looking at it. And to me, it doesn't sound like it would be a bad idea for you to weigh yourself every day because you don't hold an emotional attachment to it. You don't let it ruin your day. And 
there's nothing wrong with that. I said, it'd be like checking your blood pressure every day. There's nothing wrong with that. You're collecting data about your body and yourself. And yeah, she agreed with me. So in that way, and in that sense, when you're looking at it that way, there's nothing wrong with weighing yourself daily. There isn't. Because if you remove the emotional attachment to, to the scale and that number, and you understand that that number is only one number and it's one tool out of what should be, like I said, again, an arsenal of data that you're collecting, then there's nothing wrong with weighing yourself daily. And that's something that the anti-diet culture, some people really preach about is that you shouldn't weigh yourself daily. That's just obsessive and it's going to lead you down to this rabbit hole and whatever but it all depends on the intent. Everything depends on the intent. And if the intent of you weighing yourself daily is an obsessive way of monitoring it. And if you gain a pound overnight, uh, you freak the fuck out and lose your mind about it. Maybe that's something that you need to take a break from and you need to stop weighing yourself daily. But if you can weigh yourself and just look at it very objectively and you can keep an eye on, you know, you Okay. Mark the number in your mind and you just walk away from it and you don't let it affect your day. Then there's nothing wrong with weighing in daily. So this is something that I feel like a lot of people, um, look at as a, as it's demonized and it's bad and whatever, but it's not, like I said, what matters is the intent behind it. And that's something to keep in mind and really evaluate for yourself. What is the intent behind weighing yourself daily? And figure out if that really is the best thing for you to do. So there's more nuance to it than just it's good, it's bad. There's so much more gray area to it. And so I've actually done this in the past where I have weighed myself daily. And I'll tell you why. I've weighed myself daily and I am actually currently weighing myself daily. But I used to weigh myself daily and I think I'm going to start doing this again, but I used to weigh myself daily and I used to post it on my social media. And at first, when I first started doing that, people were like, what the fuck? Because it's kind of a societal thing that women don't talk about their weight. Women don't talk about their weight. You don't share the number. You don't whatever. And I kind of feel like it should, it shouldn't be so stigmatized to talk about your weight. I would tell you my blood pressure. My last blood pressure that I got took after I had my baby was like 120 over 82 or something like that. It was a few weeks ago that I had it done, but that was like my last blood pressure reading. To me, I feel like you, I would tell you my blood type. I would tell you my, I would tell you my weight. Like I would tell you all those other things. I would tell you my blood type. I would tell you my blood pressure because to me, it's just one data point. What do you like? I weighed myself this morning. I was 176 pounds or whatever. During my pregnancy, I gained like 30 some odd pounds. And after I had Arwen, I was still around like 190. It was gained like 35 pounds. So yeah. Anyways, to me, when I started weighing myself and posting it online, I did it in a way as number one, that it's okay for women to talk about their weight and it's fine to share the number if you want to, because there's nothing wrong with that number. That number doesn't, again, add to who I am or take away to what I am as a human being. That number is just the number. And I felt like by sharing my number, my weight every single day, it helped remove that stigma. And not only that, by weighing myself every day and posting it on social media, I would show people how normal it is for your weight to fluctuate, how completely normal it is for that number to change every single day. 
And I've done it. I've posted a few different times once where I was intentionally wanting to lose a little bit of weight. So I was showing how the scale goes up and down while you're losing weight. Every day, the number changes. Some days it's up, some days it's down, but what matters is your trends over time. And then I did it another time where I was just maintaining my weight and showing how it fluctuates within a few pounds every single day. But as long as you're kind of right around your average weight maintenance uh, or weight, then it kind of averages out and your weight will maintain. So for me, I'm more coming from the idea of wanting to remove the stigma of your weight so that you don't have to be scared of the scale. I understand that a lot of people don't want to weigh themselves now and they want to more concentrate on how their body feels and how their clothes feel and all that kind of stuff. And I completely agree. I completely agree in that it's not just about the weight on the scale. It should be about how your clothes fit, how you feel, what's your energy like, what's your mood, all those types of things. And your weight shouldn't matter. But if your weight doesn't matter, then why are we so fucking scared of it? And you may agree with me and you may disagree with me on this. And that's a hundred percent totally fine. If you completely disagree with me on this, this is, this is totally fine. I completely can understand where you are coming from. If you are completely disagreeing with me, just my thoughts on it and what I try to help my clients with it in removing the stigma of the scale. And when it comes to weighing in, I already kind of talked about weighing in daily and stuff. When it comes to weighing in daily, it can actually help remove the stigma of the scale because you see those fluctuations. So I'll have clients say, for example, they only weigh themselves like once a week or once every few weeks or whatever. But if you're weighing yourself on a day where the scale just happens to increase and you only weigh yourself once a week, you're going to think, oh my gosh, I gained two pounds since last week. My weight was, you know, 175 pounds last Monday. Today is Monday and I'm at 177 pounds. That means that I gained two pounds in this past week. Oh my gosh. But in all actuality, your weight fluctuates so much. So maybe Monday you're 175 pounds. Maybe by Wednesday you were 172 pounds. And then maybe Thursday you were back up to 173. And then you had a long weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you go, you know, it was a long weekend or whatever. And now it's Monday again, and your weight has gone up a little bit, but then not remembering that by Wednesday this week, it's going to drop back down to 170. So just understanding that the weight is so normal for it to fluctuate. So that's where if you're, for example, trying to lose weight and you're wanting to use the scale as a tool, a measurement, sometimes only weighing in once a week or once every two weeks or something like that doesn't really do you a good service because you're not getting enough data points to really see what your trends are. And that's what I would consider or when I would consider maybe weighing in daily could benefit in that you're going to see the trends in how they go. So you're going to see that over time, Yes, your weight on a day-to-day basis goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. But over time, when you zoom out and you're comparing July 1st to August 1st, there is a difference. And that's where people get so hung up in weighing daily is that they're comparing yesterday's number to today's number to tomorrow's number. When actually you need to be comparing August 1st to July 1st and then August 1st to September 1st. Those are the numbers that you need to be comparing August 2nd to July 2nd, August 2nd to September 2nd. What are those numbers? 
And what is that? What are those data points showing you? So it's not so much about yesterday's number to today's number to tomorrow's number. It's about last month's to this month's to next month's number to where I was a year ago on this date. That Those are the trends that you want to look for, especially if you're trying to lose weight. And so that is where weighing in more often can be beneficial for some people. Again, if you can learn to watch the data points and remove your emotions from it and not get so hung up in the day-to-day fluctuations because every day is going to be a little bit of a different number and weight loss is not linear. You don't just go down from 175 pounds to 160 pounds, just straight line. It's going to be up and down and all over the place. And that's fine. You just have to be logical about it and watch the trends because this is a nuanced conversation. There's a lot of nuances here. If you are the type of person that gets obsessive with the numbers, it completely ruins your day and you find that the scale just gives you overall anxiety or you're weighing yourself daily, but every time you weigh in, you're ruining your day or you're weighing in multiple times a day, which is just a bad idea. And I'll talk about that in a second. Then take a break from the scale, take a break from the scale, focus on other things, focus again on your consistency, your measurements, your progress photos, all these things that even if you are weighing in daily, you should be focusing on as well. So if you are weighing in daily during a weight loss phase, weight gain phase, or just over maintenance, only using the scale as a measure as the sole measurement of progress is a terrible idea. You need to also be keeping an eye on progress photos, your strength gains, your consistency, how you feel, your sleep, your energy, your mood, all those types of things matter just as much in arguably, if not more than what the number on the scale says every single day. Now, back to weighing in multiple, multiple times a day. I had a client, this was many years ago when I first started working as a trainer, um, they would weigh themselves multiple times a day when they first started working with me. And at first this was when I, again, I was a newer trainer, so I didn't really think to have this conversation, but they were telling me that, you know, um, they mentioned something and they came in one day, something like, Oh, I gained weight today. And I was like, what do you mean you gained weight today? Like, like just today alone. I was kind of like, tell me a little bit more about this. I was trying to kind of dig a little bit deeper and get some info. And they said, yeah, I gained weight today. I weighed myself this morning and I was X amount. And then I weighed myself this afternoon, like after lunch and I gained five pounds. And I was like, dude, That's a terrible idea. Why would you do that? (laughs) Because you should not be weighing yourself multiple times a day. And this person believed that because the scale basically from first thing in the morning and after lunch went up five pounds because the scale went up five pounds, that meant that they gained that weight like permanently throughout the day. And I was, I had to explain to this person, like I was so kind of I, this had never even crossed my mind as ever being a conversation to talk about, but then it kind of dawned on me like, holy crap, like we need to have a talk here about this. And I explained to this person, like, look, your weight changes throughout the day. It does. It changes throughout the day. You're going to weigh more later in the day because you have food in your stomach, because you're in taking water, because you've been moving, because whatever, then you were first thing this morning 
without food, without water, and after you've gone to the washroom. Like you're going to weigh more throughout the day. And that's totally normal. And that you really cannot be weighing yourself multiple times a day, every single day. You're going to drive yourself nuts. We had to have a big conversation about that. And the person, uh, we actually took a break from weighing completely for a while. And then when they had a, wanted to start weighing themselves again, cause they wanted to lose weight. We had a big conversation about it, about how, okay, at the most you can weigh in daily and it would be first thing in the morning after you've gone to the washroom, uh, before you eat anything and that's it. You only weigh yourself once a day. And they did. And actually their relationship with the scale changed remarkably. And we did it as like a 30 day challenge. Um, and it extended longer, but it was a 30 day challenge to kind of see, okay, you can weigh yourself every day and we'll watch the fluctuations and see where it goes. And the person had lost some weight that month. I can't remember now. It's like a couple pounds or whatever in a month. And, um, it was like, yeah, like two to four pounds or whatever in a month. I can't remember. But what they kind of found was the most interesting was seeing how the scale went up and down and up and down and up and down, up and down all month. But yet there was an overall trend at the end of the month from the first to the end of the month of the scale going down that few pounds. And then it, it kind of dawned on them like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get it. The weight is supposed to fluctuate and that it's, you know, only weighing yourself once a day is at the most what you should be doing and that you don't need to be weighing yourself multiple times a day. So, so that is where weighing in once a day can be helpful. But at the same time, like I said, there is more to it that if it is completely ruining your day, ruining your life, then taking a break for a while would be the best thing. The next thing I wanted to talk about and touch on is weight fluctuations and why they are normal and what things can affect your weight fluctuations. So if you are choosing to weigh yourself daily, or if you are freaked out by the scale going up a little bit, understanding that there is a lot more to it than, you know, than you think, and not to read into that change too, too much because it's normal for your weight to fluctuate there's so many things that can affect your weight, especially for women. One of the biggest things that affects our weight as women is hormones. So it is normal for a woman for her weight to fluctuate throughout the month without anything else changing it is normal for us to have weight changes throughout the month. So as a woman goes through her menstrual cycle, it's normal to have weight fluctuation fluctuations along with it. So as you get closer to your period after ovulation, and as you get closer to your period, your weight on the scale is going to go up. And that is due to your body is just naturally going to retain more water. You're going to have, um, more water due to hormone changes and our body just retain more water up, leading up to our period. That's why we feel bloated and stuff. Not only that, generally when women are getting closer to their periods, their calorie needs go up a little bit. So you may have more food in your stomach. Um, not only that, your some women get a little bit constipated towards their period, so that can definitely add a little bit of extra weight on the scale. All of these things are completely normal, not to mention the blood volume goes up because we have blood in our uterus that is ready to be expelled closer to our period. So completely normal for the weight to fluctuate up when you are between ovulation and when your period starts and even after your period starts after a woman's menstrual cycle or 
menstruation ends, then we go into our body preparing again for ovulation. That is generally at the time of the month where our weight is at the lowest is right around ovulation time. And then it goes back up again. So that alone, that fluctuation is normal. And for some women, it can be a big fluctuation, uh, especially if you have like endometriosis or irregular periods or something like that, that weight fluctuation alone, just with your menstrual cycle can be a big fluctuation. So just keeping that in mind. And the only way that you're going to know what a normal, um, you know, what those fluctuations look like and what is normal is to track your weight daily for a few months. Not saying that you have to, but it's just, that would be the only way to know. Other things that can affect your, um, your weight can be just water retention in general. Sometimes if you're a little bit, um, if you've eaten more carbs than usual or more salt than usual, and you're a little bit dehydrated and you're bloated, that can definitely cause your weight to increase. So for example, last, what, over the weekend, yeah, over the weekend, uh, we went to my parents' house and like I said, I've been weighing myself daily. We went to my parents' house. We had a wiener roast. Okay. So we had a wiener roast. Uh, we ate chips, we ate hot dogs. We had, um, just a lot of, you know, kind of junky foods and stuff and had a great time. I had some drink, you know, a drink or two or whatever, but the next day I was dehydrated because I did not drink enough water and I ate a lot of salty processed foods and I was bloated and the scale jumped up four or five pounds. I can't remember now. It was about four pounds, I think overnight, quote unquote, overnight, because of that, because I had this extra salty foods that I'm not used to having, I was dehydrated. I was retaining more water. I had more food in my stomach and within a couple of days it went back down. So that's something to keep in mind. Not only that, um, if you do a hard workout, so especially if you just start weight training, you'll notice that the scale might go up a little bit when you first start weight training, or you do a really hard workout, or you're really, you know, you're feeling like, oh man, I did a hard leg day yesterday and my legs are sore. You may notice the scale go up. And that is due to um, your body holding on to a little bit more water from the workout. And not only that, your glycogen storages going up a little bit in your muscles that can cause a little bit of weight gain. So those types of things can affect your weight and it's not necessarily a permanent weight gain, but it can, you know, you'll notice that the next day after a hard workout, your weight goes up a little bit, totally normal. And other things, like I mentioned, maybe you're more constipated, maybe you had more food than usual. All of those things can affect your weight and many more. So just because your weight goes up overnight does not mean that you've gained body fat. And that is something that I really have to drill into people when they freak the fuck out because the scale jumped up two to three pounds overnight. Just because it went up two to three pounds overnight, number one, or even in a week or a weekend does not mean that you gained body fat. To be able to gain a pound of body fat, you'd have to consume 30, I think it's like 36 or 3,700 extra calories on top of your maintenance. And again, it all is affected by your metabolism and every person's a little bit different, but just to gain one pound of body fat. So, which isn't going to happen. And even if you only, even if one day you consumed 3,600 calories over your maintenance in one day, I mean, it's possible. Um, you're not going to gain that all in body fat in one day. It doesn't work like that. Your body's not just going to automatically store that as body fat. So 
you do need to keep that in mind and tell yourself that it is not permanent weight gain. If you watch your trends, it's probably going to go back down in a couple of days. So just remind yourself that just because the scale goes up, it doesn't mean that you've gained that weight permanently or you gain that weight in body fat. Chances are it's just a little bit of bloating, a little bit of extra water weight, whatever it might be. And it's going to go back down in a day or two. Calm the fuck down about it. And again, this applies to maintenance and this applies to weight loss. So like I already mentioned before, when you're losing weight, it's normal for the scale to go up and down, up and down, up and down all over the place. But if you zoom out and you look at the trends, your data points, you'll see a trend over time. Same thing with weight maintenance. It's normal for your weight to fluctuate even in maintenance. And for some people, it'll fluctuate anywhere from three to five to seven pounds a month. And that is where you maintain. For me, when I was maintaining, it's around five-ish pounds that I stay in around my maintenance. So if I am maintaining my weight where I'm currently at, at around 175 pounds, anywhere from generally, let's say 173 to 177, if I stay around there, I'll maintain this weight. That means I'm maintaining. And the scale is going to tell me a different number every day. And sometimes it might go above that and then it goes back down. But it doesn't mean that I'm gaining body fat just because the scale changes on a day-to-day basis. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. I hope that you found this podcast helpful. Uh, The main message that I want to get across here is that the scale is only one tool in an arsenal of tools that you can use in your fitness journey to help measure your progress, that it's not the only tool that's out there, um, that you should be using other forms of progress to measure, not just the scale. And that it's not just black and white when it comes to the scale. It's not the scale is good. The scale is bad. It's that it's dependent on every person's situation, where they're coming from, where they're at in their journey and how they view the scale itself. And that should determine how you should approach it. I don't want people to be scared of the scale and I don't want people to feel like their weight has to be some big hidden secret. I think that it should be viewed as just an objective number that we need to stop holding so much value to because again, it's just a number, it's a tool. And I don't want people to be scared of that number or worried that that number holds some sort of ungodly amount of value over anything else in their life. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you did, I would love and appreciate a five-star written review either on iTunes or on Spotify. They help increase visibility of the podcast so that more people can come across it and I can help more awesome people just like you. In addition to that, if you haven't already, please feel free to follow me on social media. I will post my Instagram in the show notes and you can follow me there and basically find me on TikTok and wherever else you want to find me. And also, if you are interested in any of my coaching or training programs, feel free to head to my website, www.fitlikeagirlalloneword.ca. I will also post that in the show notes. You can get more information on my coaching programs and options from there. Lastly, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate anybody and everybody who comes across the podcast, whether this is the first episode you've listened to, or this is the believe that this is number 30. Um, or if you've been listening to all my episodes, I just love and appreciate it so much and thank you. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day and take care fam.